Welcome to The Strategic Investor. Join us as we interview some of the world's most productive asset managers and uncover sophisticated and unique investment strategies in the markets. Here is your host, Charlie Wright. Hello and welcome to Strategic Investor Radio on OC Talk Radio, where we bring you investment strategies you are not hearing elsewhere. I'm Charlie Wright, and today we'd like to welcome back as a guest for us who was here uh, a year or two ago, Charles Biederman, founder and CEO of TrimTabs. Charles, welcome back to Strategic Investor Radio. Good to be with you guys. So, Charles, uh, life is looking up for you. The last time we talked to you, you were in New York, and today you're in Hawaii. So life is definitely improving. So congratulations in figuring that out here. So, Charles, you're a Harvard MBA. You went uh, directly from that to Barron's Magazine, working for the editor there. You've been doing stock analysis and research for over three decades. You started analyzing supply and demand and free cash flow about 25 years ago, and now you have a research firm and an ETF that follow your strategy here. So you give us a little of your background here, will you? Well, you pretty much covered it. Uh, I've always thought that supply, all there is in the stock market is shares of stock and money. And so based my business model on looking at that and discovered that no one else does that. So everybody thinks it's about earnings, momentum, whether or not Elon Musk is a nice guy or not. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no question about it, Charles. There are lots and lots of options uh, and plenty to confuse anybody here. So currently, you guys have two services, both of which you've had for years. One is you have a research firm that was uh, purchased recently uh, by Informa, and you guys do research and provide it to primarily institutions, large money managers, health uh, hedge funds, etc. But you also have an ETF, and that's what we're going to talk about primarily here today, TTAC, T-T-A-C, that follows your strategy, which is about five years old. So um, tell us here about the TTAC strategy, will you? Well... <clears throat> Free cash flow is the most important metric for creating alpha in the stock market today. Every other strategy I've looked at it is used up in a sense. What do I mean by used up? A number of years ago when the first Wisdom Tree dividend fund came out, high dividend funds outperformed because there was no way of playing just high dividends, so uh, price went up, people poured into those. Now. Everybody, I mean, there's billions and billions in high-dividend funds, and they no longer outperform. Similarly, back in the day, there was a, a startup of uh, uh, buyback funds, and buyback funds initially outperformed, but now there's so many of them, they no longer outperform. However, we have our own version uh, we call the TrimTabs Float Shrink ETF, which is TTAC is the ticker symbol. And the original version started five years ago. And the, basically, it consists of we t- take the top 100 companies in the United States in terms of uh, free, positive free cash flow, where they're generating more cash than they're using, 
and using a portion of that cash that they're generating to reduce the share count. So, for example, if a company takes its extra cash and reduces the number of shares outstanding by 4%, uh, the remaining shareholders now own a greater percentage of this company, and the price of the remaining shares should go up by 4%, everything else being equal. And what we've discovered is that the price of the remaining shares usually goes up by more than 4%. So we get a performance boost besides just a simple arithmetic boost. Insiders and people who manage companies that are generating cash, they typically get stock options or grants or whatever. They have equity interest in their company. They have an equity interest in using the extra cash to reduce the share count because that increases their percentage of the company and their personal wealth. So in essence, companies that uh, are doing well have a vested interest in reducing the share count. The third thing we track, we add to our formula for picking the companies we invest in, is we don't want companies that are borrowing to buy. In other words, we look at companies where the total debt on the balance sheet does not increase in terms of a ratio with the total assets. So we don't want, you know, we've discovered that companies that borrow to do buybacks, reduce the share count, usually do not outperform. And could actually be of concern because they're not generating enough cash and they're wasting cash on share count rather than whatever uh, they need to do to grow the business. Does that make sense? Have have I gone on too long? No. So so let me just summarize what I understand uh, you saying, and you you correct me as appropriate here. Uh, So with TTAC, you look at three things, free cash flow, and you look at share count, and you look at debt-to-asset ratio. And for some very logical reasons, it would appear that it would be logical for there for certain companies because they score high in certain of those areas it would be logical for them to have a higher price on their stock when they are reducing their share count because they have cash to buy them back and they're not borrowing to do that. And so you buy 100 of those companies that uh, all score favorably in those three areas and you hold that and then you look at that periodically and you make a change and you think that that will identify the companies that are should outperform the market, the the U.S. domestic market, at any given time. Correct. I like to say we're a hedge fund in in, um, uh, ETF clothing. We charge 59 uh, basis points as a fee, which is at the low end of managed funds. I mean, (laughs) uh, very few managed equity ETFs have a lower fee. And yet our our historic performance, uh, you could look it up, we it's been good we've outperformed each of the past five years in aggregate by the overall market by a significant amount so our formula has been proven which is why a few weeks ago we launched the global version of the it's called trend tabs international free cash flow and the ticker symbol is ttai and the this fund invests in the 85 non-U.S. companies that are growing free cash flow, reduce, taking a portion of the cash to reduce the share count, and are not borrowing to buy. So that was just launched June 28th, 
and uh, we're very hopeful for its future. So, so Charles, let me ask you a very basic question here, okay? And you went to Harvard. You should be able to understand this question and why somebody would have it. We hear about free cash flow all the time from fundamental investors, right, uh, and analysts. They, they talk about free cash flow often. We hear about buybacks and what they do to the market, how they can skew prices and whether they're good or bad or whatever all the time. What you have basically done is melded the two and then looked at a third element. It, 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 it took somebody decades and decades to come up with this. I mean, with, with Fidelity, all the mutual funds they have and the, and the computer power they have and all of these PhDs and all of these people making big bucks, somebody else didn't figure that out before Charles Biederman, um, you know, former uh, journalist, uh, came along and figured that out? Well, I guess. Uh, I, I never understood why no one else did it before me either. <laughs> so, And I, I still don't understand why no one else is uh, doing it but us. I mean, I know there are hedge funds and private investors who are basically free cash flow centric, so to speak. But I don't know anybody who combines uh, the free cash flow and the f- share count reduction as a, as a methodology for investing in the market. And so... I say to my friends and for myself personally that the U.S. version and the global version are my core holdings. I mean, rather than buying SPY or, you know, uh, an index fund at nine basis point fee or eight or whatever the almost nothing fee, here, yes, you're paying 59, but you're getting something that is, you know, with the best companies are on it by why as i say the best companies because companies that are growing cash and using a portion of it to increase their their remaining share value those are those are the companies i like yeah so so let's go back to basics a little bit here so you guys do you have personal does uh Trim tabs. Uh, you guys do research, and uh, you provide now this this strategy and this ETF. This strategy, I presume, is available in a separately managed account SMA. Yeah, if you could exactly. You can call, uh, contact us at Trim Tabs Asset Manager, and go to our website, and you could contact. And if you're interested in just in, rather than as a ETF format, you just want to invest in a specific amount of money or you want to leverage it or you want to do various things that you can do in a private account that you can't do with an ETF. Okay, and and so and you guys work directly with clients, or do you work only with advisors? I don't personally, but the, right. the staff does. They work with clients, okay. the significant size of clients. You know, some people like uh, here's one strategy where you go long our fund and short the Russell uh, three thousand because we've been outperforming. So this way, you limit your equity exposure and maximize your return. You know, games like that that people traders like to play that you can't do with an ETF. Okay, so you focus on individual investors and service them. You focus on advisors. Do you focus on institutional investors at all? Well, we love institutional investors. We think they should buy more of our funds. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sounds good. So those are the groups that you focus on and work with. Out of the New York office, except for you, you're enjoying life in, in Hawaii here. Well, somebody and, has to live here. Yeah, you know, so, so, 
I'm willing to sacrifice. Oh, what a guy! What a guy! In New York for being in Hawaii. <laughs> okay. The goodness of my heart. So we need to take a short break here, and uh, we'll be right back. Again, we're talking with Charles Biederman, founder and CEO of Trim Tabs, with a very interesting strategy here available in an ETF and in and in uh, SMAs, and available to institutions and advisors and individual investors. Again, you're listening to Strategic Investor Radio on OC Talk Radio. I'm Charlie Wright, and we'll be right back. According to the consulting firm Strategic Capital Allocation Group, every decade since 1900 has experienced at least one bear market, and several have experienced as many as three. So how do we protect our principal from these declines without missing the gains when prices rise? At Strategic Investor Radio, we interview asset managers with unique strategies designed to both protect and grow your investments. Investing is not rocket science. It's rocket fuel if you know how to harness it. For podcasts of our interviews, please visit us at strategicinvestorradio.com. Right back to Charlie and his guest. Okay, thank you, Paul. Again, we're having a very interesting conversation with Charles Biederman, uh, founder and CEO of Trim Tabs. So, Charles, uh, can you give us an example or two of how your system identifies things that work? Okay, because again, others really, really haven't done this. This is supply and demand. Okay, it's using free cash flow, which is basically the cash flow of companies after uh, capital expenses. And then it's using number of outstanding shares. Anybody can look that up and figure it out. And, and, you know, and then did they use debt to buy those shares? None of this stuff is unknown to the world. Okay, you figured out a unique way to combine this information, but but give us an example or two of of how and or where this has worked. Well, let's take Apple for example. They grow cash phenomenally, yeah, phenomenal amounts, and then they uh, use a portion of it to reduce the share count. So, is Apple worth more than the? the uh, initial price before the share count reduction, of course, you know, and they're going to continue to grow cash. So there are a number of uh, large tech in there who are growing cash and reducing share count. Uh, and it's interesting to see the, the makeup. I mean, it's consumer discretionary and, and tech seem to be large here. We're not seeing a lot of energy companies right you know uh, so and i think that uh, for investors who are looking for you know besides who are traders or institutions just looking at the sectors that predominate in our lists make good places to look for stocks to trade because you know consider that if a group is uh, heavily where they're growing cash and using free cash flow to reduce the share count. Uh, that's an area that's doing well. If the, you know, you have, and so why they, you know, you want to invest in the best companies in that area. So uh, that's how people can, you know, traders or those who are doing more than just picking out a fund and investing in the fund. 
that's one way they can use our work. Okay. Uh, so have you run this strategy by your old friends at uh, Barron's? Uh, I, I read Barron's faithfully and have for years. Never seen your name in it here, Charles, oh, yeah, uh, or Trim Tabs. Have you? We were in the, uh, commodity, in the ETF. Uh, <clears throat> the fellow who used to be the Barron's ETF editor went to the Wall Street Journal, and the guy who does the who succeeded Alan A. Randy Forsyth at doing yeah. the up and down Wall Street column. Yeah. He and I are friends from the old days, and so, yes, uh, Barron's is, uh, has done some work on it, not a lot, uh, to be honest. Uh, and one of the reasons is it's only us. <laughs> We're the only yeah. ones doing yeah. it. It would sound you know, like a promotional piece, probably, here. So uh, Yeah, it's if it were, if, when we get, you know, the, it's like one, when we get to several billion dollars in assets in a few years, my guess is we'll probably do that, then everybody will, oh, of course, what a great, you know, yes, we've been a fan for a long time, or whatever, you know, the bandwagon effect. Yeah, yeah. Once so we're been successful for longer and become a lot bigger, we'll have a lot more fans. Well, we all know that uh, Wall Street and investors have a herd mentality. So... For our benefit here, Charles, uh, could, could you uh, carefully and diplomatically carry us through uh, for just a minute, uh, without getting into too much detail, the history of this strategy, because the strategy lasts longer than TTAC. You, you were actually, uh, the, the strategy was housed at a certain place, and then it, it, it got changed, and then you started TTAC. So if somebody just goes and look at TTAC, they're going right. to see it doesn't have a very long track record, but actually you do have a much longer track record. So run that for, through us, uh, for us, well, will you? Well, in 2011, Advisor Shares uh, launched T- TrimTab's Flowtrink ETF with the ticker symbol TTFS, and they were the advisor, and we were the sub-advisor, and we ran it through the end of, uh, and then after four years, or uh, last June, I think, so four years and something, they decided that they wanted to replace us as the as sub-advisor. Now, we were the most successful fund in their group. They only had two funds of the 23 that they launched uh, as managed ETFs that were over $100 million in assets, ours was one, and only two funds that were uh, outperforming the overall market out of 23. So the, basically the rest of their funds were losing money for the managers and for advisor shares. And they invoked some clause that uh, without cause they can just can us as sub-advisor. And there were stories in the Wall Street Journal and, and uh, other places and Barron's uh, and Washington Post about the, what they did and various online. But uh, they gave it to a guy who had been managing funds before, and he had gotten a one-star Morningstar rating, whereas our funds were five-star. And so he changed the formula. He couldn't use ours. Kept the ticker symbol. It's now called the Wilshire buyback fund and if and just compare their results since we we relaunched our fund three months after 
they kicked us out. Uh, we launched in October, end of September of last year, and, and we're doing quite well. And we've attracted a significant amount of money, and they've lost a lot of money under management. So. Okay, so Charles, we'll try to keep this positive here. So evidently for a financial decision, uh, you guys were removed uh, as opposed to uh, a performance reason. And... Uh, and so you started the, the, the new fund, uh, what, about a year ago? Uh, we launched September, end of September, so it, it's uh, nine, go, coming on nine months. Okay, uh, so nine months, but the track record and the history actually go back a good five-plus years. Right, it's the same strategy uh, continuously over, the, over that time frame. And the gap between when, when we stopped managing the prior one and launched the new one, we had an SMA which carried on, and SMA still exists as for investors who want to invest, uh, as we talked about earlier. Okay. So, Charles, if I were to describe what I see as the, the background of the logic of this strategy, uh, you, you correct me, will you? As I would see it, you take companies who are making money, who are profitable because they have this free cash flow, and they are reducing the number of outstanding shares, and so there are these incentives, as you mentioned before, uh, for that to increase the price, not only for the calcu- calculated mathematical increase of your 4% example from before, but for other subjective reasons of management owning it, etc. And that will typically cause the price to rise not only by the calculated amount, but typically or often by an additional amount over that. And they're not borrowing the money to buy these shares. And so these are appropriate companies to buy. They are not losing money. That's why you have so few, if any, energy companies in there. Uh, They're not losing money. They're making money. They're buying back shares. Those shares are worth more. And they have an increase in the price of the stock. Is that basically the background logic of the strategy? Yep. and, And the results that we've shown over the years back that up. Yeah, well, that that's very interesting. So, like you say, if somebody is in, let's just say, uh, you know, a Vanguard or an SPY or some uh, ETF that that is, you know, uh, a market index, okay, of the U.S. stock market, uh, an advantage that you would say, I would presume, that this offers over that is that you're not stuck with the energy companies and the other companies that are struggling, retail, etc. You don't have the Macy's in there. You don't have the Sears in there. You don't have the companies who are struggling. You have the companies more like Apple. You have a 100 companies who are more like Apple who are, uh, you know, making money here. Yeah, and... The basic principle and uh, the truth is is that if you go back in time, each year, if you only invested in companies growing free cash flow, you would outperform. If you avoided companies with negative free cash flow, meaning that they're using cash, not generating cash, and compare that to a basket of stocks of companies growing cash, the growing cash would outperform every time. So. This takes that basic strategy and refines it to its uh, to get the most performance from the strategy is what we've done. 
when we launched the prior to launching the fund, we looked at should it be thirty companies, two hundred companies. Should we look for what time frame? One quarter, two quarters, three quarters, whatever. You know, we did all the, and we came up with uh, using, and it's it's working. So, Charles, in what market condition would one logically expect this strategy to underperform? When the junk rains, when the worst stocks do the best, and that usually happens at major market tops, we would underperform those stocks because it's not logic, it's not cash flow, it's the uh, the lemmings taking you know the, the belief that stocks can only go to the moon, like a Tesla, <laughs> or, yeah, right. <laughs> in my opinion. Okay, and so in in those quote market tops, although you never know that you're in a market top until six months later, right? Right. Uh, right. So in market, so I don't mind underperforming then. Yeah. Okay. The best, you know. So and also one of the re- I said earlier, we're a hedge fund in an ETF format. That in a down market, and heaven forbid that there will ever be a down market again, which uh, I think we've, uh, <laughs> the central banks of the world are trying to uh, guarantee there won't be. They're working hard at it. They're working hard at it. They're printing a lot of paper money to make sure it doesn't happen. But at some point, if the market does go down, when the market goes down, what what's really occurring is, is that there's more stocks chasing less money. And prices come down because there isn't enough cash. So if you invest in companies that are growing cash and using a portion to buy their own shares in a down market, they should do better than the rest of the market. I'm not saying they're going to out, they're going to, um, go up in a down market, but they should, they should go down less. And in the past, that's what's occurred, you know, but, uh, it helped. It's a hedge against a down market by owning companies buying back their shares using cash. Okay. And last question here before we get to our generic questions here, Charles. So the ETF is in 100 stocks. Are they equally weighted? So there's about 1% yes. in each? starts out at 1% each. And so when they get over like if, uh, one and a quarter, we might rebalance down to back closer to 1%. But Okay. Okay, so Charles, a question we'd like to ask all of our guests here. What keeps you awake at night? Well, uh, some crazy political uh, people running, uh, have power in office, creating trade wars, uh, or bombing, or doing something crazy. Um, you know, I think you know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think anybody <laughs> has a question of what you're talking about here with uh, North Korea and, uh, <laughs> yeah, and G7 meetings, <laughs> off-the-cuff remarks and tweets and Russia. <laughs> and look, I'm, I've, immigration should be open. open. You know, uh, there shouldn't be barriers. I mean, if someone can come and, and you know, that's that's where the the growth comes from. You know, the difference, the only real difference between Japan and the United States, Japan has no growth, and the population is is, is uh, shrinking, and they 
have the same immigration policies as the United States. The only difference is Japan enforces theirs. So they have no growth. We have people coming in vibrant, making a difference, wanting to create for their family and themselves. And, uh, you know, that's, that's where the growth comes from, is from new blood. That's also where the growth of the social network costs come from. But that's not what we're talking about here today, because Paul and I would take positions that are 180 degrees different on that. So so we won't head down that road, but I know what you mean. Uh, we do get responses that a uh, significant number of people are awake at night concerned about those political and geopolitical uh, issues and questions. Question number two, what book on investing would you recommend for our listeners? Well, for beginners or those who still have questions about what this means or that means, I would I typically recommend Andy Tobias, The Only Investment Guide You'll Ever Need. He wrote it way not long ago, but it's constantly being revised and very up to, and easy to read and easy to follow for people who really want to get deeper into the market and, and don't think you really know enough right now to do that without some help. That must be a good book, Charles, because we've had it recommended several times. And uh, so it, it must have a lot in it uh, for our, our listeners here. So thank you very much for sharing that. So for those who uh, would like to know more, Charles, where can they go? Well, uh, trim tabs uh, at TTAM, trim tabs asset management, for uh, you could look up uh, trim tabs funds. Look me up on the web. You can, my Twitter, Charles Biederman, and whatever. Um, a Biederman. Biederman. Yeah, I'm on CNBC once a month with Rick Santoli, and I'm on once a month with Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. And great, know. we love Rick Santori. Says Santelli. I mean, you know, he somebody who's passionate about what he talks about and, and the like. Yes. He's good. So we need to spell Biederman. B-I-D-E-R-M-A-N. Okay. And uh, so final words for our listeners here, Charles. Buy low, sell high. (laughs) Supply and demand? (laughs) All there is in the stock market are shares of stock and money. There is no value. There is no earnings. There is no interest rates. All there is is shares of stock and money. So if the amount of money goes up, versus the shares or the amount of shares go up or the money goes down or the shares go down. That's what moves markets. <laughs> Forget what you hear from pundits. <laughs> They're just reporting. They have to say something. And supply and demand is too simple. Uh, you know, I, I, I hear you. I hear you. And again, congratulations for uh, creating a strategy and running that strategy successfully so far uh, that, uh, you know, Fidelity and American Funds and others have not done. So, Charles, thank you very much for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me. Again, we've been talking with Charles Biederman, founder and CEO of Trim Tabs. He spoke to us from the state of Hawaii. You've been listening to Strategic Investor Radio on OC Talk Radio. And we wish you an enjoyable week and productive investing. Strategic Investor Radio is a production of OC Talk Radio and is provided for educational purposes only. Content of this program and the views of the guests should not be considered as recommendations by OC Talk Radio, 
or investment advice from the host, Charlie Wright, or any other entity attached to this production. Investors should always consult qualified financial, investment, tax, or legal professionals prior to investing. 